Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Cole, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's and Helsinki. With me, my co-host, the lovely, personable, born bombshell herself, Ann Kelligan. <laughs> Oh, I'm personable. Sure, sure. Thank sure. you. <laughs> the drugs they gave me are great. <laughs> oh, Every, thank God. Everything looks good. <laughs> they gave you drugs, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. That's Anyways, good. after uh, fighting, it's my fourth tomorrow. Will be four weeks. Uh, oh, God, I have to get better by Spirit Quest. Oh, I am. I, I'm much better today. We actually got some things done and stuff. So. Uh, thank Goodness. can move around still pains here but it's it's bearable so it's the, uh-huh. but anyways fun and games um sparrow quest yes sparrow quest coming up uh week from friday week from friday oh. yep uh come on and it's going to be a lot of fun and uh as you know steve and dylan will be there too uh from okay and uh a bunch of other people will do it bunch of cool events but one of the one of the cool things we're doing this year and Dan is actually in charge of is, is something that's brand new on mm-hmm. uh friday night uh we're doing i'm not friday excuse me saturday, saturday night saturday don't night, scare me don't scare me <laughs> we're doing a uh a, a three three events you get three events in one mm-hmm. uh you get a ghost hunt uh at a haunted cottage on the hill cool uh you also get uh Steve and I workshop on ghost traps. Uh, you get to make your own ghost trap. And I'm, then Anne will be doing something special, Anne. So so what, what are you doing, Anne? So I am in charge of the Jeopardy room, which is an escape room. And if, if anybody has ever done an escape room, I love escape rooms. I love trying to figure out puzzles and find out you know, follow the clues. And uh, I just think there's so much fun. So Ron asked me if I would like to be in charge of this. And I kind of jumped on it. I'm like, well, it yes. Or like, will you help me with it? And then like, you were like so enthused about it. I says, you know what? Just yep. get a row of it. <laughs> I just took it away. I grabbed it. Yeah, you just grabbed it. <laughs> <laughs> grabbed the ring. And it's, that was yeah. fine. It's actually a big help. So I'm excited about it. And, and oh, glad. I was just literally, I, I was downstairs working on the final details because uh, I have a lot of stuff that I need to assemble. Oh, wonderful. Support. Why do you make it so hot on yourself? <laughs> well, well, I, I, I wanted a certain way and I have it in my head. I know you do because you're, so, you're one of those. <laughs> I have to. Well, I want it to be good and I want people to enjoy it. I also oh, don't want it to be wicked easy. That's no fun. So, no, you know, you have to have a little challenge. And so I was looking at the clock. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to I have to go upstairs and do the show. <laughs> I need to walk away from this. But it's 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 
almost in the can. I just need to get everything packed up and I will be ready to roll. And I know you guys are going to enjoy it. Absolutely. Come out, do my escape room. Still buy tickets. Not too late. Nope. You can buy, you know, you don't have to buy it for the whole weekend. You can come no? for a single event, come for the day, come for the nights. Uh, Just we, come for my escape room? Yeah, you can do, well, yeah, if you want to, <laughs> sure, feel free. But you do get the three events for the same price, so that's, that's right. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's a, it's a full evening, so mm. it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, so, yep. So check, you know, you can go to indieghostproject.com, the letter in the letter egostproject.com. You can check that out and other events that uh, Steve and I will be doing together uh, when he comes over here and a fort not even a fortnight uh about a week a week yeah exactly one week uh and uh yeah it's, we'll be doing a, a ghost hunt at uh westworth harbor lighthouse uh, nice dream, likely to uh we're doing a uh steve will do a presentation at the theater for uh north Andrew historic society uh there'll be a couple of online events too that you can actually go to one is on uh Prince King Charles the Third Ghost Hunter, it's called, and that's a free event. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, uh, he'll be doing another one: uh, ghost hunting technology, instruments, gadgets, or gizmos. So that that's uh, through Circles of Wisdom. That is also an online event. So check that out. Uh, Dining with the Dead, unfortunately, is sold out. So, so nothing there. But uh, <laughs> check out some of the other events anyway. Nice. Anyway. All right. So, uh, oh, by the way, this show is brought to you our very, by our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, uh, who help bring you this show. And uh, we want to give them special thank you. Thanks. And while Steve is over here, we'll be doing uh, special Patreon things and updates on what's going on and what his thoughts are on certain things and everything. Yeah, so it's going to be, those are only available to our Ghost Chronicles Patreon. And it's not like you have to pay a billion bucks it's like three bucks a month mm-hmm. and that's like the cup of coffee so uh yeah and it helps keep the show going so which is good too all right so we we wanted to look at uh ends in my i guess it's my two now favorite subject which is cemeteries and gravestones <laughs> and stuff so i uh i came up with i found this one which is interesting and it, i gotta read it because it's one you can read and <laughs> the guy's name is Herman Haban. Okay. And this is from 1918. And that's the name on the grave. And this is the inscription. My wife, Eleanor Arthur of Queens, New York, lived like a princess for 20 years, traveling the world with the best of everything. When I went blind, she tried to poison me. Oh! Oh, took all my money all my medication, and left me alone in the dark, alone and sick. It's a miracle I escaped, and I won't see her in heaven, because she's surely going to hell. Oh, my God. That's a long epitaph. Ooh. <laughs> think a little bit in this thing, you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, what a witch. That was a, a Jew, well, it's a, a Jewish uh, gravestone, just a uh-huh. God. It was commissioned before he died, so he knew what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say about payback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah. 
you know, what happened to, you know, till death do you part and, you know, when sickness and health, you can't yeah, just I don't want to see you again. <laughs> bail out on somebody because they went blind. Wow. That's disgusting. Where, where is that? Where is, did you say what that stone was? I did not. It's, and I don't have a anywhere. Oh, I had to stump you. Sorry. Me, no, that's all right. I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to back and, and see. If, oh, here it is. It's uh, uh placed at Beth David Memorial Gardens. Wherever that is, because uh-huh. give the state, city, or whatever. So, uh-huh. or, or, or even if it's in this country. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's New York. So, right. So I would. It, I'm yeah. Guessing, I'm guessing it's New York. Yeah, it must since, be. Since they married New York. So. Uh, wow. You like that? I yeah. That's that says it all. That says it all. <laughs> it does I it mean, a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in my travels, I don't think I have ever seen anything quite as bitter as that. But Ooh, I have, have I have seen uh, quite a few very unusual gravestones. Um, one of the best and most interesting cemeteries I think I've ever been to is Hope Cemetery in Barry, Vermont. And there is a, I guess you, you would actually call it a monument there. And it is of a couple and it is it depicts like them laying in twin beds and they're holding hands and uh so it's it's a man and woman holding hands and apparently this gravestone and it's very large it's it's probably like envision how big like a coffin is so it's that long and and high as well. So this monument was erected for William and Gwendolyn Helvosa. Oh yeah. And yeah, (laughs) Uh, they're shown sitting up in pajamas, holding hands and their tombs are stretched out before them. No doubt preparing for a very long night of sleep, but the, the monument was built by William Helvosa for his first wife. And she apparently they were middle-aged when she died and, you know, he was uh, grieving and it was very difficult for him to accept. And I guess they were both great readers and they read in bed together every night. And after she died, he would go and sit on his side of the bed in the cemetery and read just before the cemetery closed at dusk. And um, I guess it's, but apparently at some point in time, he must've moved on because (laughs) there is, there is a grave off to the side of this grave for his second wife. So (laughs) he must've moved on. It was middle-aged. Come on. He didn't have another shot. Yeah. So that is that is a really one of the more unusual stones that I think I've seen. Um, you know, it's it's interesting you mentioned that, uh, Anne. Is that uh, I'm looking at one now of Jonathan Reed. Mm-hmm. And when his die when he, his wife died in 1893, the ma- the man decided that his oath till death do us part didn't apply. Mm-hmm. So he, he was so devoted to her that he moved into her tomb with furniture, portraits, ah! playing cards, even a parrot. Oh, my Thousands God. Thousands of people came to visit him 
within uh. the first year. <laughs> he stayed there for 10 years until he died and uh, was laid to rest in his coffin. Uh, he had installed next to hers. The tomb can be found in Evergreen Cemetery in New York City. Oh my God! So he actually he actually lived there. He lived there in the in the grave in the tomb. It's I oh. mean it's a big tomb. You, you know the uh, I, I get what you call them. They're, they're like a mausoleum, but they yeah. you know they got the columns and they have the door and oh yes yes it's it's Greek uh, either Greek or Roman. I can't see the top to the tiles to see if it's italic or iconic. But anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely one of those big stone houses. Uh, yeah, I would call that a mausoleum. Yeah, but it's definitely uh, it's interesting. That uh, must have been pretty was, cold in the winter. Uh, yeah, because it's New York. I'm <laughs> down with a parrot too. <laughs> well, that is very interesting. A Which, little, you know, it's similar to yours where he went in and read to her, but this yeah. guy brought it, brought it one more notch up. One step further. One step further. Well, yeah. Porta potties, space heaters. Uh, who knows? Who really knows? You going to do that for Tom? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. I like a nice, you know, warm, warm house bed. and bed, no yep. parrots. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. mm -mm. Mm -mm. I thought you were a big Jimmy Buffett fan. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean I have to like parrots. Okay. Well, I don't see how you can be a Jimmy Buffett fan and not like parrots. So. Um, Just saying. I like rum. Is that all right? That works. That works. <laughs> you drink enough of it, you'll see parrots. Oh, my God. So another, I'm still in Barry, Vermont, and the there is a monument there. They have a number of unusual monuments there. And... <laughs> there's there's one that is a giant soccer ball. There's one that's a giant biplane. Uh, there is one of a racing car. And it's funny because I've tried to research this particular car and the name on it is Laguerre, uh, French name. And I can't find anything, anything about it. But obviously this must have been a passion of theirs. So they're like, yeah. I I want like a race car on top of my grave. Um, I know there was a guy that was buried in a car. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I've oh, heard I of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what a waste. <laughs> where? So I'm looking for. There's a another monument is Giuseppe Donati, which is a raised relief depiction of a soldier smoking a cigarette. And the face of his wife, or whoever it is, his the person who was close to him, is floating in the wisp of smoke. Oh wow, that's kind of cool. Rising up from the cigarette, yeah, it's it's very unusual. Did you actually see it? Yes. Oh is, yeah. Is it really cool? Yeah, it is. I mean, I I've, I have pictures of all these. Oh, that's awesome. Which which is are they on your page? Which is? Uh, if you go to uh, cemetery tripping. On Facebook, I have all the albums, all my photos are in albums and where where the cemetery is. And yeah, it's in that album on oh, my wow. cemetery tripping page. All of all of these that I've talked about are in there. I spent a whole day there. <laughs> I would imagine. I mean, it's, when you have cool stuff like that, how can you not? You know? Oh, God. Yeah, we were on a motorcycle trip and I'm like, all right, you guys go have fun. Just drop me off. Just drop me off here. Come back and get me later. They were OK with that. Mm -hmm. So 
<laughs> so that is my unusual okay. gravestone. What else you got? It's kind of a, a sad one, I guess. I don't know. It depends. It's called the uh, Tana Toraja. <laughs> the Toraja people view death very differently than most of the world. Mm-hmm. Among the funeral ceremonies are called baby trees. Okay. Corpses of babies ah! that have not teethered are placed inside the hollow, inside a hollowed out trunk of a tree and covered with palm fiber doors. It believes that the child's essence will become part of the tree. Oh my God. That's kind of creepy. That's very creepy. In a strange way, but <laughs> but how oh, I don't know. They just put the just put them in the trees. Yeah, they, they have a hollow. I'm looking at it. It's a hollow tree, and they build a little door over the little hollow, and they oh have little babies inside. Oh, okay. Oh, but well, alive. Thank God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of gross. It's kind of gross. I get the intention behind it, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, when you, when you think about it, I mean, all the trees in cemeteries, when they're actually feeding on uh, the corpses, you know, the, their roots will go into the ground, into the eventually into the coffins. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I suppose. And the, the nutrients and everything will be. Oh, uh, I suppose, yeah. That makes no, sense. It, it, I mean, I, I'm amazed because, I mean, Roxy's work around good friend, who will be a spirit quest as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, has shown me this this amazing thing. She does a lot of uh, uh, tours and stuff. She she has her own business, New England Curiosity. Check it out. Great great tours and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, one of them, she goes to the point of graves, and there's a a a tree there. And she was doing a tour one time, and one of the people in the tour said, "What's this?" And they had a gra- a leaf, and they brought the leaf down. And if you look at the leaf. Mm-hmm. And it's not burned in. It's not written on. It's actually grown out. It says help. Oh, wow. Yeah, I saw the leaf Ooh. itself. I actually had it in my little hands. And it, 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 I, I do know quite a bit. I mean, I, I am an a, uh, environmental science major, so I studied botany as one of the subjects I did. So it's a very intriguing because it's not like it's from the veins of the leaf or, or it was burnt in or anything. You just grew that way and it's mm. and so like the trees like i said go into the ground maybe some spirit there is looking for help wow that's that is intriguing so we so we were talking about couples you yes. know up in the barry cemetery i'm going to move on now okay. um <laughs> i'm going to go to oakland cemetery in atlanta where i have also visited with my my bestie lizzie and uh, one, this was something that I saw. It was literally one of the last things that I saw in the cemetery and it is another mausoleum and it's, it's pretty large. It's very unassuming from the outside. So not unusual in any way, but when you go and look through the windows at the front of the mausoleum, as you know, I always do because you there's cool stuff. In. Take pictures in it. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, I taught you. 
you got to look, you got to go and look, don't just take a picture of it and then walk away, walk up. If you can see in the windows, go and look in the windows. Cause there's cool stuff in there. There's and and so this was, this was the cool stuff that I found in this one. So this is the Harris mausoleum and inside is a scene and it looks like a kitchen, like a checkerboard, black and white checkerboard kitchen floor. And there's a table and there's a couple sitting at the table and they each have a glass of wine or whatever that beverage is. They have, they have a glass of wine and they're playing cards. Oh, wow. And it, it's the funniest thing. And it, and it looks like, you know, they're in their pajamas and slippers and they're sitting there, I don't know, playing rummy. I don't know what they're playing. Some kind of card game. Yeah, and it, and it, it, I was not expecting to see that when I peeked in the window it, at all, at all. It, and there, it's like a bronze, uh, looking kind of sculpture. Uh, and it's, it's beautiful. It's just, uh, apparently the way they wanted to go into eternity, Mr. and Mrs. Harris having some wine, playing cards, having a great Friday. There you go. That's my weird grave. (laughs) This one is, I find intriguing. It is so strange. Uh, I'll read the epitaph first. Uh, This is a a, a, a statue over the thing. It's located in Barcelona, Spain. Mm -hmm. Uh, This man was buried in 1930. His inscription reads, his young heart is thus extinguished. The blood in his veins grows cold and all strength has gone. Faith has been told by his fall into the arms of the angel of death. And it shows this guy standing up and it shows this winged skeleton uh, creature kissing him. Wow. That's, that's the angel of death sucking the life out of him. Oh, my God. It sounds like a dementor from Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it's, it's uh, you know, the, the, the creature uh, has wings, but it's all skeletoid. It's all, uh, you know, all bones. Uh, uh-huh. The skull is, is on the man's lips, just sucking the breath out of him. Wow. Gary, that's kind of... Kind of gross. Mm. I don't know. Why would you put that on your grave, by the way? Just, just... Yeah, it's the symbolism, I think. You know, and if you have a lot of money, you want an eye-catching gravestone, right? Why not? You know, death, deaths, you know, death has come to claim you. Yes. Right? 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 Sure. <laughs> So I have I have a strange stone that I ran across. It was literally it's literally in the middle of the woods. And I did not expect to find it where I, you know, where I found it because I was out in um actually it's another Barry. It's Barry, Massachusetts, which okay. is central mass area and we used to camp out there. Uh but and now I just, sorry, I'm scrolling. I like had it all queued up. Where is it? There it is. Uh, 
so I'm spelunking along through the woods down all these dirt roads. I'm in four wheel drive. I'm like, where the hell, where am I? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all and there's people, there's like houses out there. And then all of a sudden it kind of opens up and here's this big cemetery. So this is at Riverside Cemetery in Barry, Massachusetts. And this is the Narramore grave. So I was not aware of this story until after I saw this grave. So buried here are uh, children um, from ages six months to age nine. So there's six children. Mm-hmm. And the whole story is on the back of the stone. And it reads, Elizabeth Ann Craig and Frank Narramore lived in nearby Coldbrook, where they raised six children, desperately poor and fearing the separation of her family. Eliz- Elizabeth Narramore murdered her children on March 21st, 1901. She attempted to take her own life, but did not succeed. In his funeral oration for the children, Barry Congregational Church Minister Charles Talmadge condemned the act and put the blame on Frank Narramore's inability to properly provide for his family and the failure of the community to prevent the tragedy. Elizabeth Narramore stood trial for the murder of her eldest child and was found not guilty by reason of insanity. She was committed to the state lunatic asylum in Worcester and was released five years later. Both Elizabeth and Frank Narramore disappeared. We'll have to find out at the end of the thing. We have Sorry. To... You are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ian and Ron right here on Tojanet, brought to you by our good friends of Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon. And we're right back to hear the rest of Ian's story and also about Kitty J. <laughs> right back. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2, 
But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann. And tonight we are talking about strange and unusual gravestones. And sorry, I ran a little I ran a little over on my gravestone. I thought I could fit it all in. Uh, so basically the ending of that story is uh, come back, come well, back. Give, give her a breach. Basically, she killed her six children. She killed her six children. Yes. And because they were very poor and um, they thought basically she thought her children were going to be taken away from them because they were so poor and they couldn't take care of them. She tried suicide and that failed. Yep. Yep. So uh, she survived and they found her not guilty by reason of insanity. So, of course, she she went to the state, you know, the asylum in Worcester. They released her five years later. Uh, so both she and her husband, who apparently stayed with her, disappeared into society, never to be heard from again. Uh, and today, many of the laws in the Commonwealth regarding child protection uh, find their origin in this Narrowmore case. So um, the stone was erected, uh, it says June 2002. So it must have been erected, you know, probably by a community group, maybe, you know, Friends of the Cemetery or whatever. Mm-hmm. But really sad, terribly sad grave that I did not expect to stumble upon. And it's set aside in a clearing all by itself. There's, it's it, it's not really part of the big cemetery. Mm. It's it's just in a little clearing off to the left of the cemetery all by itself. And this cemetery is also supposed to be haunted. Just just gonna throw just gonna throw that out there. Um, so I I know it's been investigated a number of times as well. So yeah, that's that's my weird sad stone. Hmm. Uh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. My computer just froze up. Oh no! <laughs> I have I have another one of your. No, I, I got this one. Uh, okay. Is the whatever her name is that I told you before the break because I can't see that section of the page because it's frozen. Anyways, uh, she's buried in Devron, uh, England, uh, at the uh, Excise Tiger Memorial. This woman grew up an orphan and was mocked, raped, and tormented most of her life. Oh, oh God, we got all the sad ones tonight. After she was raped, she became pregnant and labeled a whore. She couldn't find employment, and with nowhere to turn to, she hung herself in the barn. Since she committed suicide, no church would allow her to be buried on their land. 
So she was buried at the crossroads of three parishes. Oh. Wow. And there have been sightings of her spirit wandering mm-hmm. roads. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just this little crossroads. And That's I have a terrible. Yeah. Well, because you know what happens when they bury you at the crossroads? They do that to confuse your spirit. Yes. That's terrible. I, I just had that in my uh, uh, newsletter, Ghost Chronicles newsletter. We talked right. about the giblet where uh, they mm-hmm. used to hang people and then hang them out to on the Ugh. post until they rotted away. That's gross. And they would do that at crossroads. So they, uh, mm-hmm. anyway. Ah, oh my God. Let's do a more cheerful one. Let's have a more cheerful gravestone. You have a cheerful one? I have a cheerful one. Have yeah. you ever seen a headstone with a recipe on it? Ah, no, I have not. I have. I honestly say. I <laughs> and I, like I won't be seeing anything, too, since my computer is not giving me anything. Oh, my God. All right, go ahead. All the times to freeze up. So I, I actually, I literally have seen, and I have a picture of it somewhere, but I think it's on a drive, and I lost uh, this. My husband is still yet to retrieve the stuff that was on that drive, but it was a lot of cemetery pictures. And it was up in Maine. And this lady had this like peach ice cream recipe. It was crazy. And it's written right on the, on the gravestone. But a very famous one was for a woman who died at 97 and includes her signature fudge recipe. Ooh, did you get it? Uh, it's right on the gravestone. I'm looking at it. Damn. So Logan Cemetery in Utah. Uh, this headstone is for husband and wife, Wade and Catherine Andrews, and has Catherine's famous fudge recipe. And apparently her husband died first and Catherine helped select the images that went on his side of the headstone. And when her children said, well, mom, what do you want on yours? She said, I want my fudge recipe. So there it is. And uh, she would take fudge. That was her thing. Whenever, whenever she got together, or she'd go to somebody's house or people got together. Well, she got to come with something, right? She would bring the fudge. Mm. She would bring the fudge. Fudge. It was Catherine's fudge, and the whole recipe is right there. And it was engraved. She knew that it brought people joy, so it, she had it engraved. The the stone engraved years before she died. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she she, uh, she died in 2019, but um, I think she put it on there, um, you know, way before, way before she died, because her husband died in, in 2000, so she had like 19 years to think about that. I so I think that's awesome. That is, that is so sweet. It's and, much more upbeat than... Uh, yeah, and you know what? So here's an interesting story. So this is a TikTok thing. There's a woman called Rosie Grant on TikTok. And during COVID, she's kind of looking for something to do. So she started making the recipes that people had on the gravestones. How bizarre is that? What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she started... um, She's in Alaska. Oh, sorry. No, I'm sorry. She's in Washington, Washington, D.C. And I think she was she was just uh, walking in the cemetery and saw that, 
you know, people, she'd found a recipe and then she started looking online and said, oh, look at all these recipes on gravestones. So she's made one for spritz cookies, one for, um, where is it? Uh, date and nut bread, no bake cookies, Christmas cookies and fudge. So she probably has made Catherine's fudge. Okay. So I just think, I think that is really cool that, and she was also trying to learn how to cook during COVID because she didn't really know how to cook too well. So that brought it one step further. <laughs> wow. How's your computer? Still I, frozen? I've, I've switched over. Oh, okay. Thank God. So, uh, <laughs> so here's, here's a uh, grave stove. This is in the uh, Sear or the Sa Pioneer Cemetery in King County, Washington. It's one of the most disturbing ones. Mm. Yet bittersweet inscription simply reads in bold stone chiseled in mm -hmm. baby monster. Oh. For anyone coming across this sad little grave, there's a little, uh, they are hit by two different sobering thoughts. One that the grave holds the body of a baby uh, that never got to experience life at a young day or died too young. The other is the infants possibly born uh, cruelly deformed in the late 19th century medical treats. treatments were incredibly harsh and so died. Turns out the eternal joke is on the cemetery bystanders because Monster is actually the baby's surname. Oh my God. John Monster. Oh. <laughs> oh god i changed that turned out better than you thought <laughs> holy crap oh uh, wait a minute no i guess everybody would remem remember you though right baby, baby monster well it's the last thing uh make it monster monster no right? monster <laughs> that's very unusual oh my god so i have one from Hiawatha, Kansas. And this Hiawatha. is Hiawatha. This is the Davis Memorial. By the way, just because you were conceived in the back of a Cherokee doesn't make you part Indian. <laughs> but okay. Carry it on. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this particular monument is really unusual because it has um all kinds of there's people sitting in chairs there's people standing there's just people 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 all over the place so there's 11 statues so what happened was the davises were a simple but highly successful kansas farming family and when sarah davis passed away in 1930 they buried her she had a simple headstone and reflected their quiet life, despite how much money they had. But soon after Sarah had been placed in the ground, Joan had, John had her stone removed and replaced with a marble statue, which was just the beginning. Over the next decade, John installed 11 total marble or granite statues, many of which depicted Sarah as a young woman an old woman, and even as an angel. There's also a statue of John resting in a comfortable armchair 
next to an identical empty armchair. And they're all just all over the place. They're all facing in different directions. The cost of the memorial became astronomical, which upset a great number of Hiawathans suffering under the poverty of the Great Depression in a small town that did not even have a hospital. And many believe that John was simply trying to squander his fortune so that Sarah's family, who hated him, <laughs> couldn't take, couldn't touch the money. So, and other people just believe that he was simply an eccentric guy and had a broken heart. But that is a pretty crazy looking monument. Wow. Yeah. And it is too bad because, I mean, he spent all that money on something so bizarre when people were starving. You know? I know. Yeah, that's true, too. Mm. So here's another one that's interesting. The Columbus State Hospital Asylum Cemetery in oh. Central Ohio. The asylum was used to uh, house scores of people, including juveniles, unclaimed children, the criminally insane, geriatrics, patients who nobody could care for, and so forth. Cemetery for the asylum is marked with scores of their first names only. Uh, as some of the patients who uh, checked in never uh, never gave their last name. Mm -hmm. They're incredibly insane or whatever. Other headstones are labeled simply M or F, dictating mm -hmm. whether the remains were either female or uh, male. Mm -hmm. Couldn't have these nowadays. Uh, however, however, one headstone in the cemetery is wholly thought-provoking and is chillingly and its chilling simplicity, it simply reads only specimens. Oh. The asylum has been out of commission for decades, and nobody knows the origin of that tombstone or who mm. denied it. Hmm. And likely never will. Mm. Specimens. So you have everything from just first names to M to F, and then specimens. Oh, that's gross. That is gross. And I mean, a lot of a lot of those places, sometimes they just got a number. That's true, too. But yeah. I think having a number is better than uh, specimens. Yeah, yeah, that's. What does that tell you? Yeah. Tell you good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. Because down, down here, there's a cemetery not too far from the prison, Bridgewater State Correctional. And there's a whole field of stones, and they're just numbered. So. That's common. There's a lot of them, and some of them aren't even numbered, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So very, very, very kind of creepy. Uh, so I have a bizarre one. Okay. This is from Paris, Texas. I didn't even know there was a Paris, Texas. Of course there is. So there you go. Here we are, Paris, Texas. Will it Babcock's grave? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, you do. Yep. So he was a furniture and casket maker yep. by trade. And he ended up, uh, you know, his factory in downtown store put him right in the center of respected Parisians, because I guess that's why they call it the town Paris. Uh, and before he died in 1881, he ordered himself an impressive memorial 
from a master stone cutter, a German immigrant named Gustav Klein, who carved some of the more ornate markers in Evergreen Cemetery, which is where this marker is. And along with the typical memorial elements, carved wreaths across an angelic figure in robes, um, Babcock gave his final presentation to the world a little Texas twang. Jesus is sporting cowboy boots. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Jesus is wearing cowboy boots. Uh, there's a debate about whether it's really Jesus. Some say the face is too feminine. There's no beard. And he well, or she the face appears. They said that, that Jesus was a woman before. So appears to be leaning on the cross rather than carrying it. But whoever the angel in robes was intended to represent, the memorial has long since been dubbed Jesus in cowboy boots. Jesus in cowboys. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, this is not Jesus. Because I've seen a million Jesus. of these. You've seen Jesus? Kind of. I've seen Jesus. No, I've seen Jesus. I have not, thankfully, because I see Jesus. I'm thinking that- it's the end. Yeah. Um but I, I've seen so many of these, you know, it's 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 like an angel or a, a woman and leaning on a cross. I've seen a million of these, but this person just chose to put cowboy boots on it, which I do think is really humorous. So good on him. <laughs> I, say so. I would do a double take if I saw that in a cemetery. I'd be like, what the heck? Because mm. they're always barefoot. They're always, always barefoot or maybe in sandals, but. Always barefoot. Yeah, there was, uh, I saw a grave. I can't even remember where, of course, because I'm never even good with details. But it was basically a TV, and, and it was the description on it was that uh, we couldn't pry him away from his TV in life. So we figured he <laughs> <laughs> should have it in death. <laughs> uh, I know, you know, now they're going to be doing like, Headstones with people holding their iPad, their cell phone, whatever. Oh, they have talking ones now. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Alexa. (laughs) I know, right? Alexa, tell me about this gravestone. And there's a lot you can scan. They have a QR code. And they'll take you to, you know, the obituary for the person. And it's a a whole new world. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, it's sad, and and I, I know it says because you and I went up to uh, Oak, was it Oak Grove? What was the one up uh, in Syracuse that we went to? Maplewood. No, not Maplewood. I know it's not there. Oakwood. Oakwood. Oak, okay. I think it was Oakwood. It was definitely. It wasn't Maple. It was Oak. It was that. No. Yeah. Anyways, we went into that mausoleum. Oh, skip over that. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I mean. The sad part about it, there were so many statues that had their heads destroyed. Oh, the heads were gone. Yep. So I think it's important. I mean, like people like you and, and uh, the gravestone girls and everything else to mm-hmm. document these graves so that if they are vandalized, which which happens quite a bit for no particular reason at all, mm. they, they uh, at least if they're going to replace them, they know what they look like other than like, oh, let's put a head of uh, whatever on it, you know, so... <laughs> It's sad. Yeah. So anyways, it is. This is kind of sad too because uh, 
while not very uh, visually alarming or disturbing uh, as other headstones, Harry Houdini's grave mm. in Macapolis Cemetery inside New York is one of the most respected and disrespected resting places. Mm-hmm. Famous musician Houdini was assessed with the afterlife frequently and attempted to contact spirits from the other side. He definitely wanted to talk to his mother. After oh, yeah. dying from acute appendicitis, Houdini's remains were finally laid to rest in a bust, uh, laid to rest. A bust of his head was placed atop tombstone. Now, this is a pretty big tombstone. It's got like a, a uh, it's like a, a, a bench, you know, it's, it goes around. So it's like a uh, clamshell. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, the, yeah. there's two things and there's a, a big uh, monument in the middle with a uh, plaque in it. And it says Houdini wise and on top is this bust. Mm-hmm. So, um, Anyways, over the decades, the bus has been subject to cruel vandalism and often replaced. Due to his obsession with the spirit world, many people visit his grave and conduct seances there uh, in hopes of somehow communicating back. All coupled with uh, overgrowth in the cemetery because they don't take care of it anymore. Uh, it's it's quite a scary place. It's like you can see, like uh, it almost looks like blood on the bone, but it's just the rust Ew. on the on the bottom. But it's just like your But you know that's the thing. I mean, what is the difference between you know paranormal investigating and and doing stupid stuff like that? Do you mm-hmm. think are you okay with that? People doing seances at at your grave? No, I don't think I would be okay with that. No, I, I don't. I think that's pretty disrespectful, to be honest. Um, Quite frankly, if you're going to come back, you can come back anyway. You don't have to come back at your grave. And right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just no. Terrible. <laughs> I agree. I do agree. Um, that was Oakwood. Oakwood that we were talking about. The yeah. cemetery. It's yeah. in Syracuse. It's right next to. Uh, the college. Right, right. So, yes, there's many, many, many. Headless statues. Headless statues. That's an amazing cemetery, too. That's a really, really big cemetery. We visited it on a particularly hot day. Do you know we went there? That was a decade ago, Ron. I know, I know. I saw 2012. Yeah. May 2012. Yeah, we've done a lot together. We have. Wow, it's it's pretty crazy. Um and but that that was a great cemetery, a lot of um great mausoleums, headless statues. Yeah, even there's the infamous picture we took beside that grave, which yeah. we have posted uh, that, on occasion. That <laughs> that grave that uh, the Muslim only when we went in the kind of the plywood, remember the plywood kind of fell down a little it bit. It fell down. So we were able to it was uh, open. We could we just walk to right go in. inside. Yes, yes. <laughs> I remember that, yes. It's too bad too. It's such a cool, cool uh, cemetery, yeah. Cemetery and chapel. Yep. And yep. chapel. Well, they had a new chapel. They had built a new chapel. Yeah. Um, and this, this was the place, and it's funny because on my album, on my cemetery tripping page, I, I have this little rant about how it was just not really well taken care of and vandalized. And most of the tomb and the crypt doors, they cement, they had, a, they cemented them over Yeah. to keep people out. 
and it's yeah, it's right next to Syracuse University, and it's it's just. I mean, I hate to blame the kids, but I blame the kids. Youth, Those youths, those yeah. two youths. You only knew when you were older what you knew. What? You knew. Well, forget it. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> if you only knew what you know when you're older, when you were young, life would be different. Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. Anyways, so a, a good thing, and this is something we, we talk about, the sad part about people destroying graves, and, mm. and this was a, a very nice story, uh, and uh, we were all part of this. Uh, Elijah Bond was the man responsible for everyone's favorite talking board, the yes. board. Mm -hmm. Patented in 1891, Bond used his expertise as a lawyer and knowledge of his occult to uh, get a board made and sold in the specialty stores. He died in 1921 in Baltimore, Maryland. However, his grave was uh, nothing to look at for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though people would uh, make pil pilgrimage there, but the uh, Bob Merch and the mm -hmm. paranormal community uh, got together and uh, chipped in and to get him something a little uh, more fitting for his work. And basically it's a Ouija board. Yeah. We That's an awesome idea. Yeah, and that was done by the paranormal community mm -hmm. and, and Bob Birch in, in the uh, society. So, uh, you know, hats off to the people that understand what this is all about. Preservation. That is, yeah, that is a really great gravestone. And the thing was, they honestly, they were unsure where he was buried, where Elijah Bond was buried. And they researched it, and uh, Robert Murch uh, and the, the cemetery, they spent a lot of time. They researched it. They, they finally located where his actual grave was. And then they had this, I think they had a GoFundMe. I'm not sure, or just, you know, took donations. No, it wasn't and, the GoFundMe. They didn't no, have it back then. There's, they didn't know. So they just had donations, yeah. and they got, they got that, that stone dedicated. And if you look on YouTube... You can see the dedication. There's a YouTube video of the dedication of the stone. And it's really very touching. And they had some of his family members there. And uh, it's it's just really awesome that they did that. Yeah. So. so anyways, we get the two-minute warning, so we got to wrap it up. Uh, oh. there, there some more cool ones that I wanted to talk about, which is now like a minute now, I think. Uh, Too late. It's too anyway, late. We got to wrap it up. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> thanks for everyone for listening. You've been listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann Ron right here on Tojinet Radio, and brought to you by our very good friends of Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. You too can become a member and have access to over forty videos exclusively to our Patreon guys for mere three dollars a month, a cup of coffee. So help support us, Patreon time. Absolutely, my coffee costs more than that. Does it now? I have fancy coffee. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you get the coffee beans that come out of the monkey's butt? No. Okay. No, I don't. Okay. So On that curious. note, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see, we'll see you all at Spirit Quest.
From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.